Thrill Me. This show is part of the Thrill Me Podcast Network. Experience more on Facebook and YouTube. It's time for the Mr. Wonderful Show. Here's your host, Mr. Wonderful. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Mr. Wonderful Show. Let's get into the first episode of 2023. And, man, we got a lot to talk about. Going to talk about some things to be excited for in 2023. Also, we are going to get to your movie guide for 2023. All the big films that are slated to be released this year will go down month by month, big film by big film each week, and talk about that. But before we get to all of that, I do have a review for you and want to remind you as well that you can like the Thrill Me Podcast Network on Instagram, Facebook, as well as YouTube. And I do recommend heading over to our YouTube because you might be going, hey, Nick, what are your top 10 films of 2022? I've been waiting for that list. I've been waiting for that countdown. Well, we have dropped that list. Myself, Zach, my buddy from Haunters Podcast, and as well from Slasher Report returning this Friday. So if you Subscribe to Haunter's Podcast. You'll be able to get Slasher Report as well coming every Friday where we will go into the horror news of the week. And man, do we have some stuff to talk about with the Evil Dead Rise trailer being released, the Red Band and Green Band trailer, as well as the Scream 6 posters. Another first look image has come out. I've got a wild theory that I want to throw out and share that's this Friday, the Slasher Report going to be dropping, and that will be on our YouTube page, Thrill Me Podcast Network, so go ahead and subscribe to that, and make sure you hit up the Patreon as well, Thrill Me Podcast Network, give us a search, lots of shows coming in the new year, it is a new and improved 2023 Patreon, going to be going off the chains, so with that out of the way, let's get to the first order of business, I do have a review for you, like I said, I have taken this from Review at Rob, who dropped his latest episode this past Tuesday, throwing the reviews at the beginning, and I want to review All Quiet on the Western Front, which has been released, well, was released on Netflix, and this is a remake of the film All Quiet on the Western Front. There's been two other versions of it prior to this one, but it's based on the best-selling book of the same name, All Quiet on the Western Front. This is a German film. It is dubbed in English for Netflix, so you have the option. You can either watch the German version with the subtitles, or you can watch the English dubbed version of the film. I did watch the English dubbed version. I think it just preset to that. I didn't realize there was a German version of the film until about midway through, because uh, when I paused the film to run to the bathroom and come back, I saw that there was a German option, and I was a little bummed that I had gotten midway through the film and didn't know that, because I would have watched it in German. Just the pretentious me, uh, or so I've been told of late. I'm very pretentious at times when it comes to film. But this is a story that follows teenagers, uh, Paul Baumer and his friends, Albert and Mueller, who voluntarily enlist in the German army, riding a wave of patriotic fever that quickly dissipates once they face the brutal realities of life on the front line. Paul's preconceptions about the enemy, the rights, wrongs of the conflict soon start to crumble. However, amid the countdown to uh, 
the end of this war and, and a ceasefire. Paul must carry on fighting uh, all the way until the end with no purpose other than to satisfy the top brass desire to end the war on a German offensive. Uh, this film is stunning cinematography. Its score helps enhance the moving cinematography and and just the shots of the war as well. This is this is a brutal film. This is not an easy watch. It is in your face at times because they do a great job at bringing you as the audience member into the action on the battlefield. So this is not an easy watch. It is a, a hard story. If you're familiar with the book, you know it's it's a hard story. If you are familiar with either of the remakes or, or either of the original films, I should say, then you know it's a hard film as well. Uh, I remember watching the 70s version they showed us in our history class, and it, it always stayed with me. And I, when it, when I heard that they were remaking All Quiet on the Western Front and, and it was coming out on Netflix, I, I, I remember saying, but why? We have a, a two perfect versions of this film already. We don't need another version of it. But we did. All of those the, those fears, those questions were, were answered instantly. This is a, just a perfect story being told and is still timely with its message about propaganda with, with the youth of, of a nation. I mean, look anywhere in the world right now. That is, you get that. And more specifically, we're seeing that with the war in Ukraine. Russia propaganda is, is telling its people this war is necessary and needed and this is what our enemy is. But then we're hearing the stories of when the soldiers get there, they're going, this is not what we were told and we're very confused because we're we're being greeted by the exact opposite of what we were told and what we're being told. So it, the story is is still timely to this day and really does strike a chord with where we are just in the world and and you can see it in other places as well with 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 fascism and the way people just believe certain forms of propaganda. So it it's it's very timely. It is a film that will stay with you. Again, I mentioned it's it's heavy, so it's a film that stays with you. I'm I'm days removed from watching it and still thinking about this film. But I was always thinking about this film as well because even when I started watching it, my fiance was like, "Oh, I like war movies," and I was like, "You're not gonna like this one because you like war movies like Hacksaw Ridge, which uh, you know." While they're a war film and there's death and there's a lot of carnage in the movie and a lot of violence, it's not, you know, there's a happiness to it at the end. There's Hacksaw Ridge, a guy who, you know, Andrew Garfield plays the character who doesn't believe in using weapons in war and ends up saving his his men. Like, there's stories of hope. This is not a story of hope. There, war films usually have heroes. This film has no heroes, but it is full of victims. The kids with the propaganda by the schools and the government in Germany, the elderly Germans who are buying into the propaganda but have no clue what is really happening on the Western Front, and these kids that are paying the price of all of these other people, they are the victims. Every it's 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 a very I don't want to say bleak because but it is it's it's very 
very, again, I don't want to say dark, but it's just, it's bleak. It is dazzling. It is a sensory overload. But again, that is the point. The point is to show you the horrors of war, the hell that is war. And this film is just one of the strongest, most emotional movies that I've seen this past year. And a little bit of spoilers, it does end up on my top 10 films list. Where it falls, well, again, you're going to have to go to the Throw Me Podcast YouTube page and check out the top 10 films of 2022 list that Zach, Rob, and myself put together and find out where that falls. All right, let's move on. Uh, It is 2023, and there are some things to look forward to. Uh, Sports-wise, we have a Super Bowl that's coming up here next month on the 12th, February 12th. Rihanna is going to be performing. It's her first live performance in five years, so that's fun. Other sports things, the Women's World Cup is going to be happening this summer in New Zealand and Australia. Major League Baseball's back. They got some new rules when the season starts. Mainly, they're banning the shift this year. Uh, New gadgets are going to be coming out. Everybody's getting in on the VR headsets this time. Uh, So PlayStation even has a new one coming out. Uh, A new MetaQuest 3 headset from Oculus is coming. Apple's going to unveil their first uh, VR headset as well. There's going to be a solar eclipse October 14th. Uh, It's just a year of of big wow what's happening. Uh, If you care about the Royals, King Charles, his coronation is set for May 6th. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of pomp and circumstance surrounding that. TV, few shows coming back. Season four of You hits Netflix next month. The Mandalorian, Yellow Jackets, those are back in March. Ted Lasso and Secession are back at some point. But the thing that we're really going to talk about right now is the big movies of 2023. And in fact, I have your guide to the movies for 2023. And let's start with January. Uh, And let's start with a film that is currently getting some pretty good buzz right now on Rotten Tomatoes with its uh, early reviews, and that is the film opening, well, depending on when you hear this, uh, probably already opened in a theater near you, and I'm talking about Megan, the killer doll movie that is the first big release of 2023 it was supposed to be a friday the 13th release got bumped up a week and yeah 54 reviews is sitting at 96 percent and you've probably seen the trailer for this the dancing killer doll and it looks like it's gonna be a wild fun film so that is your first big film for 2023 uh on the 13th House Party is opening in theaters a remake of the 90s classic that was just announced to be heading into the Library of Congress's uh, film registry. This remake sees uh, LeBron James and company producing it, and it takes place at LeBron's house. The trailer has made me laugh every single time that it has come on in theaters, the red band or the green band. It it looks fun, and we'll see on January 13th if it lives up to what the classic original film lived up to. Uh, On the 26th, Paramount Plus subscribers, get ready, Teen Wolf the movie is finally coming out. I know lots of people are excited for that. Uh, Another one that is getting a lot of hype for January 27th on Netflix, You People. This is Eddie Murphy and Jonah Hill. 
coming together for a comedy film on Netflix and the trailer shows that or really indicates that this is Eddie Murphy still has it teaming him up opposite Jonah Hill. It's it looks like it is sure to be a good time. And that hits Netflix on January 27th. Moving into February, going to kick off that month on the third with Knock at the Cabin. M. Night Shyamalan is back. Dave Batista. Moving on from Glass Onion and uh, pre-4 Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 comes out this year. He is going to be leading what looks like a crazy religious cult, but they knock on the cabin and tell a family that they have to make an option of killing somebody in their family or face the end of the world and lots of other people will die in the process. It has that M. Night feel to it. It's very intriguing so far. And we'll see what happens with Knock at the Cabin on February 3rd. February 10th, the film that was slated for HBO Max gets its big theatrical release. And that is Magic Mike's Last Dance, the third film in the Magic Mike trilogy that we now have that nobody saw coming when the first film came out years ago. On the 17th, we get our first MCU property to hit theaters this year. And that is Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Uh, A lot of hype about this. This is the big setup for the next phase. We get Kang the Conqueror with Jonathan Majors, who, not his only, he's actually going to go head-to-head against himself uh, around this time. But on the February 17th, we get to see him make his MCU return, because he did appear in Loki. But now we get to see Kang the Conqueror and really kick off the next phase of these Marvel films in their cinematic universe. On February 24th, Cocaine Bear comes out. Cocaine falls in the woods. A bear eats it. Mayhem ensues. This film looks so much fun. One of Ray Liotta's last films as well. So we'll see what happens with Cocaine Bear. That's coming out February 24th. On March 3rd, this is where Jonathan Majors starts to go head-to-head against himself. Creed Three comes out Michael B. Jordan's third time in the Creed film franchise. And this is also Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut. The trailer looks really good. I have enjoyed the first two Creed films. Uh, Sylvester Stallone is not back for this one, so no Rocky Balboa in Creed 3. We'll see what happens as this is the first... I, I don't want to call these Rocky films, but this is the first of the series that has not featured Rocky Balboa. This is the first time that he is not being, uh, been a part of the film. So we'll see what happens with that. But I do think Creed three is going to mark a good directorial debut for Michael B. Jordan and really should knock it out of the park on March 10th. We find out what happens when Ghostface takes over Manhattan as scream six releases in theaters, This is uh, Ghostface heading to New York as the survivors of Scream or Scream 5 have now head off to college. Uh, Looks like it is taking a little bit of the Scream 2 road, but uh, again, I mentioned you want to tune in to Slasher Report because I do have a theory about where Scream 6 could be going. March 17th, there are two big movies coming out. 65, this is Adam Driver's prehistoric dinosaur time travel film that looks very interesting from Sam Raimi. And you also have Shazam Fury of the Gods. Say what you want about the DC universe and the false starts, the who's staying, who's going questions, but Shazam Fury of the Gods coming out. 
Zachary Levi has indicated that Shazam is safe, or at least he is safe, as far as the future of DC films go. I think there is a place for Shazam to survive. Uh, Whatever big announcements come from what the future is, the 10-year plan that is at DC with James Gunn uh, and taking over the reins there. On March 24th, John Wick, Chapter 4. Hits theaters, been a big fan of these films. A lot of people have very much enjoyed these. And we get Chapter 4 on March 24th. On March 31st, Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, hits theaters. Uh, Very intrigued to see this film. Uh, The last Dungeons & Dragons movie I saw had Marlon Wayans in it. And it is one of the few films that I never finished. I actually turned it off and never finished the movie, and that is very hard for me to do. We move on to April. Two big films come out in April. It actually is a little bit of a of a, a dry slate in April. There are some films coming out, but two very big films coming out. April 7th, it kicks off with the Super Mario Brothers movie. Haters gonna hate, people gonna love, but that film looks so much better than the film we got years ago with Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. So the Super Mario Brothers movie hitting theaters on April 7th. Then on April 21st, Evil Dead Rise, we got our first look at that film the other day. And again, on Slasher Report, Zach and myself go a little bit deeper into that trailer so you can hear our thoughts on that this Friday. Then we move on to May, the first big summer blockbuster, and we're in blockbuster season and on may 5th it kicks off with guardians of the galaxy volume 3 it looks like it is going to be the emotional film that we would expect and this is james gunn's swan song in the marvel cinematic universe since as i mentioned he has taken over the head of dc films slate and he is planning out their future over there but He's promised that this is going to be an emotional goodbye to these characters. There's going to at least be one death death in the film, although I think we're going to get multiple deaths in this movie. And I don't mean comic book deaths. I mean actual death deaths where these characters will not come back. Uh, But Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 kicks off the summer blockbuster slate. A film coming out on May 12th, you might be like, They're making a sequel, but it was a sleeper hit. It made a lot of money when it first came out, and that is Book Club 2, the next chapter, so everybody is back. I did not see Book Club, the first film. There's a reason I did not see Book Club, the first film, and a reason I will not see Book Club 2, but if you are someone that enjoyed the first one, I'm not going to tell you why you shouldn't have watched it, in my opinion, or why you should skip Book Club 2. But I know a lot of people are excited for this film, and it comes out the sequel on May 12th. And again, it the first film, you you it didn't make the big Guardians of the Galaxy or comic book money, but it made a lot of money for its budget, and understandably, they're looking to cash in with a sequel. May 19th, we get Fast X, so the 10th Fast and the Furious film. We just know that with this one, The Rock will not be back, but everybody else is coming back because family. On May 26th, The Little Mermaid comes out. Everybody's very excited to see the live-action version of that Disney classic. Then we move into June, and on June 2nd, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is going to be released, the long-awaited sequel to the Academy Award-winning Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And everything in that trailer looks like the animation has just gotten better The story looks fun and very curious to see where this uh, 
part two of this trilogy heads. June 9th, we get a new Transformers film, Rise of the Beast. On June 16th, despite all of its controversies and all of that, but it is getting great reviews, and Warner Brothers is getting test screening scores that they haven't seen since The Dark Knight, and that is The Flash. We'll finally get to see what happens there. I'm curious to see what 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 happens with The Flash. I do think that they are going to, this is going to be the reset, and then everything that comes after that, they'll find a way to say, oh, this was post that or pre that, but I think we're getting some form of Flashpoint with The Flash. Then we wrap up June on the 30th. One last time, Harrison Ford dons the fedora, Indiana Jones, and the Dial of Destiny is released. July 7th, we get Insidious 5. Perfect midsummer movie release. Patrick Wilson directed it. We have uh, Patrick Wilson and his family is back from the first three Insidious films. The fourth one or I should say the first two Insidious films, because the third one we did follow someone else, and then the fourth one we followed uh, the prequel for those. So Insidious 5 comes out July 7th, but it plays as if it's the conclusion of a trilogy to the first two films. Uh, and cannot forget as well that the story comes from Lee Winnell, who create, helped create the Insidious franchise. On July 14th, we pay once again to see Tom Cruise try and kill himself. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1. On July 21st, Barbie will be released in theaters. The big Margot Robbie film, Ryan Gosling. Uh, the Greta Gerwig directed movie as well. So very curious to see what happens with Barbie. But Barbie will have some stiff competition at the box office because also on the 21st, Christopher Nolan's new film, Oppenheimer, is released about the first of the making of the first atomic bomb that was used in World War II. July 28th, The Marvels comes out. I'm very excited for this film, particularly particularly because of the Captain Marvel, uh, or the Miss Marvel, I should say, television series that Disney Plus ran that was one of my favorite of the MCU Phase 4 projects that they had done, and just my favorite of the television shows that they had done. So, uh, and where that left, I'm very curious to see what happens in the Marvels on August 4th. Got a few films slated to hit theaters, the Meg Two, the trench, the long awaited sequel to the Meg is slated to hit theaters as well as teenage mutant Ninja Turtles, mutant mayhem. This is the Seth Rogen Ninja Turtles film. I believe it is an animation film, but no real word yet if it's live action or animation. But we get a new Turtles film this summer on August 11th. Haunted Mansion will be released. So Disney trying to redo the disaster that was the first attempt at Haunted Mansion. Then on August 18th, we get another DC comic book film. Blue Beetle is released. This was another one that was slated for HBO Max that was now bumped to theaters uh, and that's also what happened with Evil Dead Rise. So HBO Max, a lot of the stuff that was being produced for them, starting to get the slide over to theaters and Blue Beetle uh, going to the theaters. And I think due to that, we could we can 
indicate and hint that Blue Beetle might be safe as far as where the future of the DC Universe lies. And that hits theaters on the 18th. Now in September on the 1st, The Equalizer 3 releases. Denzel is back. I do believe that Dakota Fanning has joined him for this one as well because they are teaming up for the first time since Man on Fire in another revenge bloodbath of a film. On September 8th, even though I hated the first one, The Nun 2 is coming out, so we get another Conjuring Universe film with The Nun 2. On September 22nd, there are two movies set to release, The Expendables 4, Sylvester Stallone is added again with more expendable action heroes that probably won't die. And then also on the 22nd of September, Taika Waititi's new film, Next Goal Wins, will be released. And this is actually a film that's based on a true story. And Michael Fassbender is set to star in this film. And it is right up right up Taika Waititi's alley. He co-wrote the screenplay. Uh, and the film is based on, again, like I said, uh, a true story. Uh, the 2014 documentary uh, that chronicles the national football team of American Samoa as they try to recover from the indignity of being known as one of the weakest football teams in the world and to qualify for the 2014 FIFA World Cup. So uh, very, very excited for that. Uh, Will Arnett is also in the film, but Michael Fassbender plays the coach of the team. In October, it is on the slate. We'll see if it actually happens after the disaster of Morbius. But on October 6th, Craven the Hunter is set to be released. On October 13th, our second Friday the 13th of the year, Paw Patrol, the mighty movie, is set to be released. The second Paw Patrol film is coming out. This one will be hitting theaters where the first one came out on Paramount Plus due to the pandemic. And also David Gordon Green is back. He is looking to do what he did with the Halloween franchise with the Exorcist franchise as the Exorcist hits theaters. And then rounding out October on the 27th, we get Saw 10 because, of course, we get another Saw film just in time for Halloween. In November, on the 3rd, Dune Part 2 hits theaters. On November 17th, Trolls 3 will be coming to theaters. Trolls did very well. Trolls 2 did even better on streaming. And Universal decided, hey, that did so good, let's bring it back to theaters with the third one. Also on November 17th, The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes will be hitting theaters. And I'm excited for that one. I'm a big Peter Dinklage fan, so anything The Dink is in, I run to and typically will seek out. In December on the 15th, we get Wonka. This is the prequel to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, Timothy Chalamet. So chances are he will be going up against himself because I don't see Dune potentially leaving theaters prior to that. On the 20th, Ghostbusters 4 is slated to be released. We'll see if that actually comes out, as well as The Color Purple, a remake of the Steven Spielberg film that won Academy Awards back when it was released. So we get The Color Purple remake in December. And then on Christmas Day this year, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom that is the swan song, it appears, for Jason Momoa playing Aquaman. And we'll see where the care lies at that point, uh, because we will fully know by Christmas 
of this year where the DC film slate is going. So that's a, that's a list of some of the big release dates this year. I know uh, also in November, I forgot to mention uh, that Pixar has their next big animated film coming out. Uh, they're same date that Strange World came out this past year, but I know that they're going to be hoping for a better turnout uh, and a better return this year. Uh, so that's the release dates for some of these films. Of course, this is always possible to change. Films like Ghostbusters 4 have a release date, but they could always get pushed back. Uh, like I said, Craven the Hunter, I'd be surprised if that film comes out as well. But for now, this is where the films lie. What are you excited for? Hit me up. Hit us up on our Throw Me Podcast Network Instagram, on our YouTube, wherever it is you listen to the Mr. Wonderful Show. Hit us up and tell us what you're excited for in 2023. Thanks for hanging out this week. Until next time, peace and love.